0: Hello, this is Chris and Rick talk guitars, and today's topic is many guitars, many, right, Chris?
1: Many many guitars. A
0: problem that plagues probably most guitarists, wouldn't you say? A lot of guitarists. It's it's
1: a it's a great problem to have. It's a first world problem. But-
0: <laughs> I mean, I kind of envy the person that has one guitar that that's their main guitar and they play played it their whole lives and they don't feel the need to buy another guitar. But most guitar players, I think. It, whether you have a couple or not they're always some something will always come along that you probably want right like yeah and you'll get the wants
1: i mean yeah i love love the idea of the guitar player who gets one guitar carries it in a gunny sack and creates a fortune with it but in you know in the 2020s and beyond or probably a lot earlier than that i mean this whole like collecting of guitars whether you like it or not if you stick with the guitar you end up amassing a small collection of guitars and the thing for me is i hate to have things collecting dust guitars that aren't getting played i think that's a sin and a crime so um and just how do you deal with that i mean what do you do to keep your herd happy and, <laughs> and creating st- music you know what do you do what do I do? Yeah. I don't know. I've, I don't have that many, but I just have, over the years, there, a few have come in and if they don't end up in the rotation, I don't end up using them, they go out the door again and sometimes yeah. they'll be replaced by another one or not. I get really bummed out if I, if there's a guitar that's not getting attention. So, yeah. and I have five electrics right now and every one of those gets, gets proper attention. I mean, I use them all the time. I mean, I have some that get used for sp- specific applications like recording and whatnot, but usually there's, you know, there's always, they're always in rotation. Do you have one that you find, I mean, how does how does your management of your modest guitar collection <laughs> work out? Let, and let me ask a, a, a more pointed question. Do you find yourself like keying into one instrument and kind of carrying that route and using that one for a while and then going to another one or do you have like a guitar that's like your house guitar that you find yourself playing around the house more how does that work
0: kind of like you described initially um, I'll I'll play a guitar and then I'll kind of rediscover it and that'll be my guitar for a while and then you know I'll think of another one that isn't getting the love and I'll play it and I'll go damn that this is a cool one too Um, So, yeah, I I mean, I'll just gravitate towards one and play it for a while and and then move on to another one. But usually there are a couple probably in rotation at one time that I'll be bouncing between. But both you and I have modest guitar collections. I'm sure there are people out there that have a ton. It's something I think about, too. And there are ones that I don't play probably ever at all. And those are the ones I should probably think about, like, getting rid of or... But, but what happens with me is I'll play that guitar and then I'll kind of fall in love with it again and go, well, yeah, th- that was the one I was going to get rid of because I never play it, but now I'm playing it again and I want to keep it. so
1: Because you're playing all these other guitars, but to pick it up, like I'm going to dust this off and sell it. And it's like, oh, no way, man. This one is great. So yes. that's kind of my whole point is like, how do you manage that? What, so you don't have anything sitting around that you don't want. And, you know, and and you still always have to keep you know, make room for more because there's always got to be one on the horizon at some point. <laughs> so it's, it's really, it's a really, it's a horrible problem for guitar players. A lot of guitar players face the one, the thing that that I kind of wonder about how people manage is you'll see those people that like check it out. I have twelve Telecasters. Right. You know what I mean, and it's like, how do you manage that? I mean, I could see having you know maybe I have a fifty style black guard and I have a six. 60 style rosewood board and like they have different sounds, but you know, someone's got like six maple board telecasters. Maybe some have humbuckers. I don't know. It's like, it's something that you do have to think about and people will always say they're tools, you know, they're like screwdrivers and that's true. And yeah. if you're actually creating art and making a living off of it, they are tools, but they're much more than that. I mean, yeah. they're actually like songwriter writing partners and things like that. So you get attached to them in ways that you would never get attached to a screwdriver or a wrench. But, yeah. you know, I, I'm, a lot of people will say that. And it's true to a certain extent, but I mean, there's a lot more going on there. They're like, I hate to say as dorky as it is, they're like your little children or something. And my whole point of this is how do you keep all your children happy? You know, and <laughs> there's like string changes, you know, and yeah. like setups and, you know, giving them the kind of attention that they need. Exactly. I don't, I don't go overboard cleaning my guitars. I don't think I've ever polished a guitar, but one thing I do dislike is dust. I don't like dust on a guitar because it's just, this guitar isn't getting played because why is it dusty? Yeah. So I'll knock the dust off.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with you on the tool thing. Uh, To me, they're much more than tools. And I think to most people, they're much more than tools. Um, Yeah, they do become your children and they, you know, you, you get attached to them in so many different ways but but as tools it is i, I think it is cool to have a telly or a strat or a humbucker guitar or things like that so that you have the you're covering all the different ranges of sounds you can get out of a guitar and there are guitars that are that will you know kind of cover a lot of ground on their own but um yeah it's kind of nice to have different guitars that that sound different and and Play a little different. It's funny you, you, when you were talking about d- dust on guitars or the dust, you know neglecting guitars. When I was young, way back when, I was at one of the local guitar shops taking my guitar in, and there was a, a guitar in there of, of one of the kind of prominent local players that I really kind of dug, and and it was just dirty and dusty, and and I was like, God, what doesn't he ever clean his guitars? And he goes, Well, he and the the tech was like, How many guitars do you have? And I said two, and he goes, This guy has fifteen. And he plays, you know, he tours, right? So it's like he doesn't have time to clean all his guitars. So I thought it was really funny that um, I was being like, you know, kind of like judgmental about how dirty his guitars were. But uh, it was pretty funny.
1: Your kid has no shoes.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> Probably until like... The early two thousands, I was a one guitar person. I had a Telecaster, and that was fine. I was okay with that. I actually managed to work like three years in a vintage guitar shop and only have one electric guitar. That's I don't know how I pulled amazing. that one off. It was probably poverty, poverty that saved me. So yeah, I only had one guitar. And then what got me into multiple guitars was the. Hankering for a humbucker sound, you know, because I had the classic single coil tele sound. And that's what sent me looking for my first additional guitar I had my main electric. And I was looking for a humbucker guitar. And that's what started the whole thing. And what'd you get? And I got that black made in Japan, um, 1980s Les Paul Standard copy, which oh, is cool. a great guitar. I still have it to this day. And then once you have the single-coil humbucker thing dialed in, you're like, well, I guess I need a P90. And then, you know, it's like, well, I have the single-coil tele sound, but I don't have a Stratocaster with that Stratocaster single-coil sound. And then it's all over. And then you start getting into things like looking at Gretsch and yeah. Danelectro and everything else. And, and it's like that's when you have to start to be mindful about, you know, making sure your children are well cared for. I think.
0: <laughs> And, and you don't neglect them. Well, I think it's funny. You mentioned working at a guitar shop and that's, that's a blessing and a curse, right? Because you you get to see all of these cool guitars come in, but that's the blessing. The curse is you want to buy all of them and you have to talk to the owner and say, Hey, you know, um, I know you're in the business of selling guitars, but I'd really like to buy that cool guitar that just came in. And, And the person's like, okay, great. How much money do you have? Well, none. I kind of kicked myself for not
1: coming up with some way to, to get a few more while I was down there, especially some of the things that just went through the roof since my time down there. But, oh, well,
0: you know, there's yeah. always guitars. Yeah. I bet though. I mean, I, I mean, I, yeah, I worked there briefly, but so I luckily I didn't get, but I, but I go in there a lot and I, I see guitars that come in and being friends with a person that has a shop too is another curse because, you know, you, but luckily I've, I've never had the I've just gone in and, and bought things outright and straight up and not not tried to like work some deal or anything, but yeah,
1: that's the the way I am too. I like usually look at things and think they cost what they're asking for them. I'm not a big wheeler dealer kind of person, so um, yeah, I don't me either.: I don't do much haggling, but yeah. what so what is your right now, if you were going to like go play guitar right now around the house, what would you reach for?
0: Uh, right now it's, it's that V man. Uh, I'm still. Childhood, v,
1: those childhood guitars are very important. So yeah. that's the guitar that you had back in the eighties, yep, that was your main electric guitar. And then just a couple years ago or so you found one online and, and revisited your childhood,
0: right? Yep. Yeah. And the cool thing is it's just a cool guitar. You know, it's like being reminded of, of what great guitars, those things are, you know, it's just a slab of mahogany, you know, thin body, really, nice size neck for my hand the cool humbuckers from that era The i think the t tops or the the other ones but yeah it's just it's a great a 90, guitar
1: yeah it's a 1980 um flying v correct yep
0: yep cool black yeah. just
1: like yep. the one you had in the 80s right
0: totally just you know a few months it's only a few months away from the one i had actually which is cool That's so so that's the one I'm playing the de- I'm playing it to death and then I play that Antigua Strat too. Those are my main two guitars right now. You know, that Antigua Strat and you you've got the the hankering for a big head uh strat which yeah. I think is interesting.
1: It is interesting, especially because strat has always been like my least favorite classic American guitar, but I I'm, I always find myself thinking about when I have one and now I'm like got strat head over uh, you know a big headstock bullet truss rod 70s stratocaster yeah. kind of like black with all black trim at maple neck yeah very specific thoughts that i find myself daydreaming about but you know i like, i am so much i mean I, I wonder if this happens to a lot of people my age or our age you know nostalgia drives so much of this this hobby anymore I find myself drawn to things that I was drawn to way back when, when I first started. It's, and, and luckily that stuff happens to be really cool. Cause like you, you know, I've mentioned a thousand times, I got my childhood guitar three years ago. I went back and found the guitar that was really influential for me when I was starting out. And I have that and I love that. I play that all the time, but you know, it seems like everything I make, what purchase I make, whether it's a pedal, an amp or a guitar, it's always something from the golden era of you know when I, the dawn of my guitar playing yeah and and that stuff just happens to be cool i mean you know those 70 strats if you find a good one they're really cool guitars they're they're yeah. totally different from a 50s or 60s strat they're you know they're bulkier sometimes heavier they're um you know they're just they're just weird but they're also great and there's a lot of cool music that was made by them so I don't think there's anything wrong
0: with lusting after one of those. No, no, not at all. And and I think that's um, another interesting thing about guitars is there's just so much attached to them. Like you're saying, they're just not inanimate objects. They're, you know, they're works of art. They're musical instruments. They're, um, you know, your children. They're, there's this nostalgia attached to them. You know, that's why I thought it was so cool, like during the, kind of the alt years of, of rock and, and stuff where people were buying. And at the time, you know, the cheap instruments were the 70s instruments. So people were buying like um, all these 70s guitars and amps, you know, that were young alt rockers. And they, they were buying those things because they were cheap. But they they also realized that they were cool instruments too. And so, you know, these instruments, again, that were kind of like the lesser instruments like, you know the Mustangs or the Music Masters or all that other stuff or even like you know the '70s Strats and things like that. Um, People were buying them or or the Starcaster for God's sake. That thing was you know that thing couldn't get sold when it was first was was brand new. You know, right? Um, so I think it was kind of cool um to see that happen that people were attracted to these kind of lesser des- less desirable guitars. But now now all these things are becoming you know quote vintage. Right, so even the '70s instruments are.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. And the farther back you go in the '70s, like if you look at Stratocasters, uh, 1970 is like three times what you know a 1979 is. So, my process back before you know you start out as a guitar player, you know, and you get whatever you can get. If you're lucky, maybe you know your parents help you out and you get something good. But for a lot of people like myself, the the journey upward. Was kind of a struggle. And every time, for everything that you brought in, something would have to go. And that's yeah. the way it was for years. It's like, okay, I really want a new guitar. I need a new guitar. My playing has grown. This one, I've outgrown this guitar. So I'm going to take this guitar and I'm going to either sell it or trade it and get the next thing. So it was always this one in, one out. And once you become a bit of a guitar collector, then you have to grapple with. I know a lot of people will take like, I need a new guitar. I'm gassing for a new guitar. So I found one that I really want. So I'm gonna get take this, 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 and this and get rid of this and then throw some money in and get that. The way I've managed to do it is I try to just only get things I want. So I've yeah. been really good about not about keeping where I am and bringing something else in. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, I guess if I if the right if I was looking for the right thing. I might get rid of multiple guitars and put them towards something else, but I more than anything end up with a collection that is based on classic American guitar sounds. Yeah. So, you know, if I, let's say I did get a Strat in, since I have a Rosewood board Stratocaster, it would have to be a Maple board and have to be maybe from a different era with a totally different sound. So I could justify having both. Otherwise, it's just like, oh, I want another Strat, get rid of this Strat. (laughs) If any of that makes sense, it's just the way, becoming collectors of guitars, there's little games that we play with ourselves and others around us
0: to kind of like curate our collection. Yeah, and that's what I do too. I try to do that. But what's fun, like I I said before, though, it's funny, because that's what I try to do. I try to just get all the guitars that I, I think, you know, check the boxes of what I want. And then I'll, there'll be some guitars that I haven't played in forever. And then in my mind, I'll go, yeah, I should probably just get rid of those. You know, I'll, I'll just do that. And then I'll, again, I'll play them and I'll go, no, I cannot get rid of this guitar. This is cool. Cause I have, I bought a, a later model, uh Gretsch silver jet that is a great, made in Japan. It's a great guitar and yeah. I don't play it that often, but you know, every time I pick it up, it's like, no, I don't want to sell this thing. So yeah. I, I, go ahead.
1: Oh no! I was gonna say. Plus, that guitar is like a classic guitar sound that you have. Even if you're not playing it, yeah. if you do, I mean, you have that sound at your disposal now. Right. And like that, you know. I, I even said, you know, I don't like to have stuff I have around that I'm not playing. But there's something like I have a resonator that I don't play that often. Yeah. Hardly at all. But it's such a unique sounding instrument that I want to have it. My mandolin's the same way. I'll go months and months and months without touching my mandolin but I would never get rid of it because when I need a mandolin sound, it's the only thing that's going to sound like that. Yeah. Because, you know, so that Gretsch is like, it's got its own unique pickup sound construction, everything. So you have that cool rootsy sound at your disposal. So that one makes sense to hang on to. What else you got? Let's get rid of your guitars.
0: I got, well, I've got that Starcaster. That, I, that, that was another coveted guitar from my childhood that I, I have in, in my arsenal. And again, I don't play that very often, but every time I pick it up, it's like I don't want to get rid of it. And they reissued those, and I, I don't think, I don't really care for the reissues. So
1: They um, didn't go all out on the reissue. They kind of they cheaped out. They didn't build the right bridge. I know. Really part of that, set, that guitar, so they just slapped, you know, and the Gibson style with the stop, stop the L.P. LP stuff. Yeah. And yeah, that was kind of lame. I mean, that uh, the original bridge on those things is pretty cool and adds to the vibe of those guitars. I think
0: I, I agree, and it's a th- yeah because they string through the body it's of the semi hollow body, which is crazy, and then that big, you know, weird bridge. Yeah, but for me, again, yeah, the, those are all idiosyncrasies that I love about that weird guitar. You know, but yeah, so I've got a couple Les Pauls, and then again, there's one that that P90 Les Paul that I don't play it often. But I pick it up and it's like I, I can't get rid of it, man. It's like well, so do that, again. It, it go ahead. I said if you do get rid of it, give it to me. <laughs> oh, right. I'll I'll, you'll be the first cool. I call. You're on speed dial. <laughs> <laughs> but um like you're saying, this is first world problems and and these are all great problems to have. But um it is interesting because they do for me, I, you and I are so much alike in terms of I really get attached to these guitars And, and so having that mindset of like, okay, well, I'm going to just circulate things through the the old collection. It sounds good in theory, but again, well, you know once i I reacquaint myself with some of these guitars, it's like it's hard to, to let them go, even though I don't play them that often, you know so but I'm sure a time will come where it's like, okay, you, you don't play this thing, you've got to get rid of it, you know right, and so I'm sure that time will come i I can feel it with a couple of them, like that Strat I have that reissue Strat that, that we always talk about that sunburst. It's a great guitar, but I never play that thing, never, never, and so.
1: Well, yeah. If you can turn something into something you never play into something you do play, yeah, I mean, that's great because you'll be inspired. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think I don't have a problem because I don't have that many. I, I'm thinking if I had 15, I might start having problems. You know, again, I mean, what? This isn't a problem. It's really not a problem. But it's it's something I think about. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't I don't want to be wasteful. I'm like I like the idea of cool guitars being out there for people to to have access to it, if you're not using it, put it out there, Yeah, kind of my thought. So, luckily, with six electrics, and a couple acoustics and whatnot, I'm able to keep them all, you know, all. I mean, one of my favorite guitars is my Telecaster, which was my main guitar forever. It's a 1990, 52 reissue Telecaster. That's probably the one I play the least around the house until I go to record something. And that's the first thing I reach to is on everything, if I was playing in a certain, if I was playing in a Rootsie band, that would be the one I grab. But I've been really Gibson-y around the house for the last few years, so I've been playing mostly those. But
0: That's cool. Do you play your Junior
1: a lot? That's um, nice. I drag it out every once in a while. If I'm playing live, which I haven't been able to do for the last year, it's that's the one I grab. It's either that or the the other Gibson. But I ha- I have played it around the house, but there's certain I mean, a lot of times the Strat gets played around my house because, you know, for what I'm what I'm usually doing on it, it's kind of, it's really clear and clean and it just, there's just something about it that I've been enjoying lately. It just depends. I mean, I, I I have like three around the house that I play most of the time and two of them are Gibsons and, you know, one's a Fender.
0: Yeah. Well, another thing I enjoy doing, uh, you and I do this, um, or we have in the past, where it's a kind of a cool way to circulate you, whatever guitars you have is to, is to do a guitar swap. Like I've brought over like that strat or stuff for you to just play on for a while and, and tinker around with. Right. And I think that's kind of fun to do. Like if you have buddies out there, just swap guitars, man. Cause that's kind of fun. So, I mean, that's another way to kind of like maybe if there's a guitar that's getting neglected, you know, you can loan it to somebody and then, you know, and maybe they'll fall in love with it and steal it from you or break it. And then you you're, <laughs> You don't have to worry about it anymore. Exactly. How many <laughs> guitars do you have before we wrap this up? Oh my gosh. See well see I let's see. I probably got 10 or so. Oh, that's not bad. That's not too bad. Plus half. the mandolin and the acoustic, so maybe 12 or something like that, but it it's not huge. But no. I'm lucky. I mean, you and I are lucky. We we have decent. I mean, there are probably, you know, that's another thing about again i feel sorry for people like young musicians that don't have a lot of money and they want a really cool guitar it's like i guess nowadays you can get a cool reissue and stuff like that but
1: yeah it's a good time to be a guitar player i think there's many options and for, for good guitars for not a lot of money i think i mean i think pretty much just about if you like entered the bedrooms of every household in america you a huge percentage of these would have like a Stratocaster or something leaning on a guitar stand or on the wall or something. I think everybody, I mean, certainly, way more affordable than when we started. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was much more of a struggle back then. But That's if true. we would have, if we wouldn't have been such dumbasses, we would have probably like m- struggled a little harder and got something really, really cool, like yeah. an old Fender or an old Gibson, like student model or something, instead of like struggling to get like our first. Price somewhat pricey, like high end Japanese guitar or something, or entry level Gibson or Fender. Yeah, you know who knows? Time machine? If there's a time machine, that's what I'm doing.
0: Yeah, well, and that's what's cool about it too is 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 just kind of getting jazzed about that part of of musical instruments and guitars, especially. I'd love to hear from other guitar players out there about their guitar or guitars or collections and and how they how they view their children, you know, neglecting them or, or giving them all equal attention and I'd like I'd love to have a conversation with a bunch of people about that and see what their perception is about that. So
1: give Rick a call at 206-555-1212 <laughs> and tell them what you think.
0: Please. Well cool. Well thanks for listening everybody and uh you know keep your eyes peeled on uh, social media. We like to post stuff and I think we're gonna post some stuff on the blog because um It's been a while, but yeah, check us out on social media. Uh, Check us out on chrisandricktalkguitars.com. Thanks for listening.
1: Bye. i know.